Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. And on today's show, we're going to discuss the final recruiting weekend for the Gators before National Signing Day. Just one official visitor in town. We will also preview Saturday's matchup between Florida and Vanderbilt and talk about the two former Gators who will be competing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. But let's start with some recruiting talk as the Gators are scheduled to host a Georgia commit this weekend on an official visit, Cedric Van Pran out of New Orleans. He is ranked the nation's number one center, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, number 59 nationally, 6'4", 305 pounds. And he's been committed to the Georgia Bulldogs since August of 2019. However, decided not to sign early with UGA after they lost offensive line coach Sam Pittman, who became the head coach at Arkansas, but he did not back off of his pledge like Josh Braun did. And just this past weekend, he took an official visit to Georgia. And at this time, UGA is still considered the team to beat in his recruitment. Alabama is also in the mix. He took an official visit there on January 17th. But he has been high on Florida over the past month, has had some great things to say about the Gators. And they do have an opportunity with the coaching change that happened at his position. He does have some guys from the state of Louisiana that he'll be able to spend time with when he visits Florida this weekend. You have to think that he's going to be hosted by Florida cornerback Chester Kimbrough, who attended the same high school as Van Pran. Warren Easton in New Orleans. So we'll see if Kimbrough is able to show him a good time. We'll see if John Hevesy and this staff can convince him to flip his commitment. But again, going into this weekend, the expectation is that he's going to stick with the Georgia Bulldogs. But the fact that you're the last school to get him on campus before he makes a final decision does give you a shot. And Florida has shown that they've been able to flip one Georgia offensive line commit in Josh Braun. We'll see if they can follow suit with Van Pran. And he's one of the top overall targets left for the Gators in the class of 2020. And at this time, they have 24 verbal commitments, 10 recruits who have enrolled early, and 11 more who have already signed their letter of intent. Then the Gators have three unsigned commits in Xavier Henderson, Mark Britt, and Leonard Manuel. There's also the addition of some transfers in this cycle in Justin Shorter, Lorenzo Lingard, and Jordan Pouncey. But as it stands right now, the Gators have met most of their needs. They're still looking to add a running back recruit. They obviously would like to get the nation's number one center if they can, especially to steal him from Georgia. Now, Florida does have a great offensive line class, but being able to get Van Pran would take it to another level. And going over to the defensive side, Gators still hoping that they can get Princely out of Texas on board, and they are considered the team to beat right now for Avante Williams. Demarcus Beckwith, the four-star athlete out of Alabama, he visited UF this past weekend, and the Gators are still in the driver's seat with his recruitment. And then you have the running back targets, top 100 prospect Jameer Gibbs, who is currently committed to Georgia Tech, and Ashad Clayton, a four-star running back, out of Louisiana, currently committed to Colorado. Both of those guys will be taking visits this weekend to the schools that they're currently committed to. And out of Clayton and Gibbs, I think at this point, the Gators have a better shot with Clayton. And I think if they can survive his trip to Colorado this weekend and push really hard for him, they will be able to make that flip happen. And again, things looking good right now with Beckwith and Williams. So when you look at Florida's 2020 class and how it could finish here in the final week, 
Right now, the Gators are ranked number eight in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Their 24 commits give them a score of 272.62. The number one team in the rankings, Georgia, is at 311.44 points. And the other teams in the top four, LSU, Clemson, and Alabama, also above 300 points. Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Auburn are the other teams ahead of the Gators in the top 10. Now let's look at how they could finish with some of those remaining targets and where that would put them in the final rankings as it stands now. If you go to the 24-7 Sports Class Calculator and you add some of those guys that I mentioned that I think, at least, Florida has a good shot to land on National Signing Day, and you add them to their list of 24 commits, and that, I think, would be Avante Williams, Demarcus Beckwith, and let's say they're able to pull off Ashad Clayton. If the Gators can land those three prospects on or right before National Signing Day, that would give them 282.63 points, and right now that would move them up just one spot. It would have them ahead of Auburn at 274 points, but behind Texas A&M at 283 points. Now, if Florida is somehow able to flip Van Pran from Georgia, that would raise their score to 288 points. If they don't get Van Pran and they also aren't able to flip Clayton from Colorado, that would give them a projected team score of 280 points just with the additions of Beckwith and Williams. But at the very least, the Gators are going to finish in the top 10. That's definitely secured, certainly with Avante Williams. And if they can get Beckwith on board and one of their running back targets, that's going to check pretty much every box that they had in the class of 2020. And you do have to also factor in the transfers, including the guys who were rated five-star recruits in high school in Lingard and Shorter. Those guys are not reflected in Florida's projected team score, so you have to take them into account when you consider how the Gators did in this 2020 cycle. And it's also time for them to turn their attention to the class of 2021, as on Saturday, the Gators will hold their first junior day. There's going to be some big names in Gainesville on Saturday, including a five-star prospect in Tamise Adelier, who is out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, originally from Texas, and he's ranked the number three strong side defensive end in the 24-7 sports composite, number 26 nationally. And despite being from the state of Texas, he has visited Florida before. But now being at IMG and transferring to the Sunshine State, he's going to get several more opportunities to visit the Gators, and he's going to take advantage of it this weekend. He'll also be making the trip with some of his IMG Academy teammates, including Florida commit Kamar Wilcoxon, who just took a visit to Georgia after the Bulldogs recently offered him. So very key to get him back on campus to kind of get that trip out of his mind and make sure that he's still locked in with the Gators. Another visitor from IMG is Carroll, a four-star running back. And the Gators have some other commits in town in addition to Wilcoxon, four-star quarterback Carlos Del Rio, four-star linebacker Chief Porters, and Gators offensive line commit Javante Gardner. So we'll see what Junior Day brings for the Gators in their 2021 class, which is currently ranked number five in the country and number one in the SEC with nine commits in the class. When we come back from this break, we'll bring you some comments from Florida coach Mike White previewing Saturday's matchup against Vanderbilt. And we will also preview the former Gators who will be playing in Sunday's Super Bowl. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
But you may not know that Locked On Gators is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Gator fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Gator fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. The Florida basketball team back in action on Saturday, taking their show on the road against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Florida is trying to end a three-game losing streak and gain some confidence back after they were able to upset a top-five team earlier this month. Here's what Mike White had to say Friday about the struggles that his team have had the past week and how they've tried to refocus for Vanderbilt. No, I want more of an edge for sure. Uh, We lack edge defensively. Uh, Our defensive numbers have steadily declined over the, the past month. Um, we've got to screw ourselves back down defensively and um, do what we know we're capable of and um, play with the amount of edge necessary to win an SEC game. I mean, we're, we need to play desperate defensively. Uh, I like where we are offensively. We've come a long way. Florida's for a long time defended at a high level, and this team's not defending at a high level, and, and I've, I've got to figure it out. It's not simple, you know, and it's not one thing. It's um, just collectively, we, uh, we're, we're just an average defensive team right now um, and not improving. And so some of it could be uh, mental and or physical fatigue. Some of it is desire and pride. And um, we talk about accountability a bunch. That, we haven't been very accountable defensively lately. Um, a big urge yesterday in meetings with our guys was to find more uh, peer accountability, you know, to, f- to find more uh, guys calling each other out on, on mistakes. Um, I think that we got a group of really, really nice young men that, that tippy-toe around uh, challenging each other too often. Um, and, and we've got to get, you know, the word edge was used earlier. We've got to have a lot more edge, and I think sometimes that can come more effectively from, uh, from your peers. Certainly when you're having an up-and-down season and losses are mounting, you have to worry about the psyche of your team and how they're handling the losses mentally. And that's something that Mike White addressed on Friday, saying right in front of his players as they walked into the room that right now the Gators have a weak-minded team. We got a couple of guys just walk in. I mean, I think they'll tell you we are soft mentally. There's no doubt about it. I mean, when, and I think that's prevalent with teams that are that are built like this. Now, our, our older guys, which are a senior and three sophomores, they've got to be tougher too. But our freshmen are they're going through tough times, expectedly so. You know, they're 18, 19 years old. Um, I'm not trying to give these guys a pass, but, uh, you know, until um, 
these guys have gone through, uh, however they phrase it to, to, to you all post-game, the deficiency early second half, we just weren't quite as tight defensively as we were. Maybe we were a little too comfortable, whatever. When that bites you in the butt a few times, that, that losing experience, that adversity experience helps you learn. And, you know, you, you can say till you're blue in the face, first four minutes of the second half, we got to do it, da-da-da-da-da. Well, that it, it, it cost us. That cost us the game. And I think that that helps these sophomores learn. It really helps these freshmen learn. What you do with that learning experience is, 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 is up to you, you know. Um, we've we've got to use it. it. But if it's it, – and it's not going to be our last adversity, the way we came out in the second half against Mississippi State. First of all, Mississippi State's terrific, and they play really well. They're really, really good. Uh, they're a tournament team. They're playing as well offensively as any team in our league. Hardest team in the country probably to block out. When they're making threes like that, they're, uh, they're tough to beat. Now, Tuesday's loss to Mississippi State was definitely the low point for this team. But if they lose on Saturday at Vanderbilt, that will be a new low for this Gators squad because the Commodores have not won an SEC game since 2017. They were winless last year. And in their first season under Jerry Stackhouse, they're 0-7 in SEC play and 8-12 for the season. So this is going to be an opportunity for the Gators to get back on track and also an opportunity for them to do something that they haven't done in more than a decade. If the Gators can win on Saturday, it will be the first time since 2005, 2006 that they've had back-to-back wins at Vanderbilt. Now, we know that the Commodores basketball program has been pretty elite and they're on hard times right now. So that's why the Gators are able to maybe do something like this. But nonetheless, if Florida can go into Nashville and get a W, it's going to be something that they can hang their hat on and something to give them some confidence. Again, here's what Mike White had to say about the Commodores and the challenge that they will present on Saturday. We got to find some other guys that are where they're supposed to be more times than not, that are playing really, really hard, that understand Vanderbilt's personnel and, and, and where they're scoring from, what their strengths are. Um, and it's got to be more important to all of us collectively when we get scored on. I've never had a team that, uh, that, that defended this poorly, ever. Yeah. Uh, so I... I I've got to figure it out. I've done a, I've done a poor job with this team defensively. I have. Uh, what, what we've done, obviously, the last month is not um, translating to defending at a high level in games. So um, we're going to defend a lot today in practice, and I hope we make shots tomorrow. You know, I mean, we're, you're always going to do both. And, 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 and you um, – do, do you do 50-50? Do you do 60-40? We've been doing 50-50 for a long time, and, and – Maybe we got to defend more in practice. We'll see how that works out for us. But I also know we've got to be fresh. Um, winning at Vandy's very, very difficult. I know firsthand. And um, they're coming off uh, arguably their best performance. They had a chance to win at Rupp. Uh, they're playing their best basketball of the year, in my opinion. That game between the Gators and Commodores will tip off at 8.30 p.m., on SEC Network, and Super Bowl 54 will kick off on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. on Fox between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and when you tune in to watch that game, you will see a pair of former Gators trying to win a championship as former Gator safety Marcel Harris with the San Francisco 49ers 
and wide receiver Demarcus Robinson with the Kansas City Chiefs will be going at it trying to get their first ring. These guys were both members of Florida's 2013 class and have gone on to NFL careers along with some of their other classmates. And they're both remembered for doing some pretty special things in college despite having some down years during their time at UF with Demarcus Robinson. As we all know, he was a big-time receiver and had a breakout year as a sophomore, catching 53 passes for 810 yards and seven touchdowns. And those 810 yards are the most by Gator in a single season over the past decade. And he also tied a school record during that season with a 15-catch outing in the double overtime win over Kentucky. He also had 214 yards receiving in that game. And just the second time a Gator player has recorded 200 yards receiving against an SEC opponent. So Robinson definitely left his mark in Gainesville and has gone on to do big things with the Kansas City Chiefs. He is probably their third or fourth option in what is a really potent passing attack with a lot of weapons at wide receiver, but he is one of those guys and he's had his moments this year, including in week two against the Oakland Raiders when he caught six passes for 172 yards and two touchdowns. So hopefully he's able to make a big catch on Sunday from Patrick Mahomes. And here's what the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback had to say about Robinson to the Miami Herald. He's a guy who kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. He's a guy who's super talented and makes a lot of plays happen. It's everything from catching the ball and scrambles, catching touchdowns maybe in the last read across the middle off of the field, or making the blocks, doing whatever he can to help his teammates out. And Robinson might get lined up on Sunday against his former teammate, Marcel Harris in the 49ers secondary. He's made the most of his selection with San Francisco. If you remember, he missed his senior year after tearing his Achilles in a preseason practice, but the 49ers decided to take a chance on him in the sixth round of the 2018 draft, and he has made the most of it. He has 74 career tackles and 18 games with San Francisco, including 40 this year during their Super Bowl run, and everybody, I think, remembers the play that he made on December 1st against Lamar Jackson when he forced the fumble and was able to strip the ball right out of his hands. And I think Florida fans will always remember the play that he made in LSU, the goal line stand where he jumped up over the pile and met Darius Geis, brought him down along with Jordan Sherritt, and the Gators were able to get the win in Baton Rouge on a last-second play to punch their ticket to Atlanta for the second straight year. That was a memorable moment for Marcel Harris, something that I'm sure he'll never forget. Gator fans will never forget him for. And he was part of a really talented secondary at UF that featured Vernon Hargraves and Keanu Neal and Marcus May, Brian Poole, Tease Tabor, Duke Dawson, Quincy Wilson, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, all guys who are playing in the NFL now. He's going to get his shot on Sunday to get a ring and represent for DBU. So we will all be tuning in, wishing those guys the best of luck. I do think that the Chiefs and Robinson are going to come out victorious. And that'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discussed the final recruiting weekend for the Gators and Junior Day, which is set to take place on Saturday. We previewed the matchup between Florida and Vanderbilt with some comments from Mike White. And we discussed the pair of Gators who are playing in Sunday's Super Bowl. On Monday, we'll be back to recap all those results. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.